chapter 5 of sai satcharita so chapter 5 deals with baba's return with chand parlor's marriage party welcomed and addressed as sai contact with other saints his attire and daily routine the story of the padukas wrestling bout with mohitin and change in life turning water into oil the pseudo guru jawahar ali the title of the following is return with chand patel's marriage party as hinted in the last chapter i shall now describe first how sai baba returned to shirdi after his disappearance they lived in the aurangabad district the nizam state in a village called doop a well to do mohammedan gentleman by name chand patel while he was making a trip to aurangabad he lost his mare for two long months he made a diligent search but could not get no trace of the lost mare after being disappointed he returned from aurangabad with the saddle on his back after traveling four course and half he came on the way to a mango tree at the foot of which sat a fakir he had a cap on his head wore a kafni a long robe and had a satka short stick under his arm and he was preparing to smoke a chilim on seeing chand patel pass by he called out to him and asked him to have smoke and to rest a little the poor fellow of akir asked him about the saddle chand patel replied that it was of his mare which was lost some time back the fakir asked him to make a search in an ala close by he went and the wonder of wonders he found the mare there he thought that this fakir was not an ordinary man but an avalya a great saint he returned to the fakir with the mare the chilim was ready for being smoked but two things were wanting the fire to light the pipe and water to wet the chapi that is the piece of cloth through which smoke is drawn up the fakir took his prong and thrust it forcibly into the ground and out came a live ember which he put on the pipe then he dashed the satka on the ground from where water began to ooze the chapi was wetted with that water then rang out and wrapped round the pipe thus everything being complete the fakir smoked the chilim and then gave it also to chand patel on seeing all this chand patel was wonderstruck he requested the fakir to come to his home and accept his hospitality next day he went to patel's house and stayed there for some time patel was a village officer of doop his wife's brother's son was to be married and the bride was from shirdi so patel made preparations to start for shirdi for the marriage 
The fakir also accompanied the marriage party. The marriage went off without any hitch. The party returned to Doop except the fakir who stayed back in Chiridi and remained there forever. Let's now see how the fakir got the name Sai. When the, when the marriage party came to Shiridi, it alighted at the foot of a banyan tree in Bhagat Mahaspati's field near Khandoba's temple. The carts were loosened in the open courtyard of Khandoba's temple and members of the party descended one by one and the fakir also got down. Bhagat Mahaspati saw the young fakir getting down and accosted him Yes, Sai, welcome Sai. Others also addressed him as Sai and thenceforth he became Sai Baba. Contact with other saints Sai Baba began to stay in a deserted masjid. One saint named Devidas had been living in Shirdi for many years before Baba came there. Baba liked his company. He stayed with him in the Maruti temple in the Chavadi and for some time lived alone. Then came another saint by name Janaki Das. Baba spent most of his time in talking with him or Janaki Das went to Baba's residence. So also one Vaishya householder saint from Puttambe by name Gangagir always frequented Shirdi. When he first saw Sai Baba carrying pitchers of water in both hands for watering the garden, he was amazed and said openly, Bless the Shirdi that it got this precious jewel. This man is carrying water today, but he is not an ordinary fellow. As this land, Shirdi was fortunate and meritorious. It secured this jewel. So also one famous saint by name Anandnath of Yevala Pad of Yevala Mat, a disciple of Akalkot Maharaj, came to Shirdi and with some people when he saw Sai Baba, he said openly, This is a precious diamond in reality. Though he looks like an ordinary man, he is not a gar, ordinary stone, but a diamond. You will realize this in the near future. Saying this, he returned to Yuvala. This was said while Sai Baba was a youngster. Baba's Dress and Daily Routine In his young days, Sai Baba grew the hair on his head. Never had his head shaved. He dressed like an athlete. When he went to Rahata, three miles from Shirdi, he brought with him some small plants of marigold, jay and jui, and after cleaning them, he planted them and watered them. A devotee by name Vaman Tatya supplied him daily with two unbaked earthen pitchers. With these, Baba himself used to water the plants. He drew water from the well and carried the pitchers on his shoulders. In the evening, the pitchers were kept at the foot of the neem tree. As soon as they were placed there, they broke as they were made of mud and not baked. Next day, Tatya supplied two fresh pitchers. This course went on for three years and with Sai Baba's toil and effort, 
there grew a beautiful garden on this site at present stands the big mansion samadhi mandir of baba which is now frequented by so many devotees the story of parukas footprints under the neem tree a devotee of akalkot maharaj by name bhai krishna ji alibakkar worshiped the photo of akalkot maharaj he once thought of going to akalkot solapur district take the darshan of the padukas footprints of the maharaj and offer sincere prayer there but before he could go there he got a vision in his dream akalkot maharaj appeared in the vision and said to him now shirdi is my resting place go there and offer your worship so bai changed his plan and came to shirdi worship baba stayed there for 6 months and was happy as a reminiscence of this vision he prepared the parukas and installed them on an auspicious day of shravan shaka 1834 that is 1912 ad under the neem tree with due ceremonies and formalities conducted by dada kelkar and upasani one dikshit brahman was appointed for worship and the management was entrusted to devotee sagun complete version of the story mr b v dev retired retired mamaltadar of thana and a great devotee of sai baba made inquiries about this matter with sagun meeru naik and govind kamlakar dikshit and has published a full version of the parukas in sai leela volume 2 number 1 page 25 it runs as follows in 1834 shaka that is 1912 ad one doctor ramrao kothari of mumbai came to shirdi for baba's darshan his compounder and his friend bai krishna ji alibakkar accompanied him the compounder and bai became intimate with sagun meeru naik and gk dikshit while discussing things these persons thought that there must be some memorial of sai baba's first advent at shirdi and his sitting under the holy name tree they thought of installing baba's padukas there and we're going to make them of some rough stone then by his friend the compounder suggested that if this matter was made known to his master dr ram rao kathari he would prepare nice padukas for this purpose all like this proposal and dr kathari was informed of it he came to shirdi and drew plan for the padukas he went to upasni maharaj in thandova's temple and showed him his plan the latter made many improvements drew lotus flowers conch disc maze and suggested that the following shloka regarding neem tree's greatness and baba's yogic powers be inscribed the verse was as follows sada nimbarikshya muladi vasat sudashtra vinam tiktamakriya priyantam tarum kalpavrikshatishkam sadayantam namishwaram satguram sainatham upasani suggestions 
Upasani suggestions were accepted and carried out. The parukhas were made in Mumbai and sent to Shirdi with the compounder. Baba said that they should be installed on the Purnima 15th of Shravan on the day at 11 a.m. So on that day at 11 a.m., G.K. Dikshit brought them. G.K. Dikshit brought them on his head from Khandubha's temple to the Dwaraka Mai Masjid in a procession. Baba touched the parukas, saying that these are the feet of the Lord, and asked the people to install them at the foot of the neem tree. A day earlier, one Parsi devotee of Mumbai named Vastashet sent rupees twenty-five by money order. Baba gave the sum for the installation of the parukas. The total expense, the total expense of installation, came up to rupees hundred, out of which. Rupees seventy-five were collected by subscriptions. For the first five years, G.K. Dikshit worshipped the Parukas daily, and then this was done by Lakshman Kacheshwar Jakhadi. The first five years, Dr. Pathari sent rupees two per month for lighting the lamp, and he also sent the railing round the Parukas. The expense of bringing the railing from the station to Shirdi, rupees seven, eight, zero. Presently, rupees seven rupees fifty paise, and roofing was paid by Sagun Meru Naik. Now, Jakhadi Nana Pujari does the worship, and Sagun Meru Naik offers the naivedya and lights the evening lamps. Bai Krishna Ji was originally a devotee of Akalkot Maharaj. He had come to Shirdi at the installation of the Padukas in Shaka, eighteen thirty-four. On his way to Akalkot, he wanted to go to Akalkot. He, w- I'm sorry, let me read that again. Bai Krishna Ji was originally a devotee of Akalkot Maharaj. He had come to Shirdi at the installation of the Padukas in Shaka, 1834. On his way back to Akalkot, he wanted to go to Akalkot after taking the darshan of Baba. He asked Baba's permission for this. Baba said, "Oh, what is there in Akalkot? Why do you go there? The Maharaj of that place is here." Mahi said, hearing this, "Why did not go to Akalkot?" He came to Shirdi off and on and after the installation of the Padukas. Mr. P. V. Dev concluded that Hemant Pant did not know these details. Had he known them, he would not have failed to depict them in his Sai Satcharita. Wrestling bout with Mohiddin Tamboli and change in lifestyle. To return to other stories of Baba, there was a wrestler in Shirdi by name Mohiddin Tamboli. Baba and he did not agree on some points and both had a fight. In this, Baba was defeated. Thenceforth, Baba changed his dress and mode of living. He donned kafni, wore a long coat, waistband, and covered his head with a piece of cloth. He took a piece of sack cloth for his bed and was content with wearing torn and worn out rags. He always said that poverty is better than kingship, far better than lordship. The lord is always brother, befriender of the poor. Ganga Gir was also very fond of wrestling. 
Once while he was wrestling a similar feeling of dispassion descended over him and at the proper time he heard the voice of an adept saying that he should wear out his body playing with god so he too gave up sansara and turned towards god realization he established a mat on the banks of the river near puntambe and lived there with with his disciples sai baba did not mix and speak with the people he only gave answers which he was when he was questioned by day he always sat under the neem tree sometimes in the shade of a babul tree near the spring on the outskirts of the village in the afternoon he used to walk at random and go at times to nimgaon there he frequented the house of bala saheb dengle baba lord mr ba- bala saheb his younger brother named nana saheb had no son though he married a second wife bala saheb sent nana saheb for taking darshan of sai baba and after some time with his grace nana saheb got a son from that time onwards people began to come in large numbers to see sai baba and his fame began to spread and reached ahmednagar from thence nana saheb chandorkar and keshav chidambar and many others began to come to shirdi baba was surrounded by his devotees during day and he slept at night in an old and dilapidated masjid baba's paraphernalia at this time consisted of a chilling tobacco a tamrel that is a tin pot long kafni a piece of cloth around his head and a satka which is a short stick and he always kept this with him the piece of white cloth on the head was twisted like matted hair and flowed down from the left ear on the back this was not washed for weeks he wore no shoes no sandals a piece of sackcloth was his seat for most of the day he wore a kupan waist cloth band and for warning of cold he always sat in front of a duni a sacred fire facing south with his left hand resting on the wooden railing in that duni he offered an oblation of egoism desires and always uttered allah malik god is the sole owner the masjid in which he sat was only of two room dimensions where all devotees came and saw and saw him after 1912 there was a change the old masjid was repaired and a pavement was constructed before and a pavement was constructed before baba came to live in this masjid he lived for a long time in a place takia where uh, in a in, in a place called takia where with gungru small pets tied small bells tied on his ankles let me read that again before baba came to live in this masjid he lived for a long time in a place takia where with gungru small bells tied on his ankles baba danced beautifully and sang with tender love sai baba was very fond of lights he used to borrow oil from shopkeepers and keep lamps burning the whole night in the masjid and temple This went on for some time. The the baniyas who supplied oil gratis once met together and decided not to give him oil. 
when as usual baba went to ask for oil they all gave him a distinct no unperturbed baba returned to the masjid and kept the dry wigs in the laps the vanyas were watching him with curiosity baba took the tumbrel that is the tin pot which contained very little a few drops of oil he put water into it and drank it and then forced it out to fall into the container after consecrating the tin pot in this way he again took the water from the tin pot and filled all the lamps with it and lighted them to the surprise and dismay of the watching vanyas the lamps began to burn and kept burning the whole night the vanyas repented and apologized and baba forgave them and asked them to be more truthful in future the sudo guru jawahar ali 5 years after the wrestling bout above mentioned one fakir from ahmednagar by name jawahar ali came to rahata with his disciples and stayed in bakal a spacious room near virabhadra temple the fakir was learned could speak the whole quran could repeat the whole quran and had a sweet tongue Many religious and devout people of the village came to him and began to respect him. With the help of the people, he started to build an idgah, that is a walled enclosure in which Mohammedans pray on Eid day near the Virabhadra temple. There was some quarrel about this affair on account of which Jawarali had to leave Rahata. Then he came to Shirdi and lived in the masjid with Baba. people were captured by sweet talk and he began to call baba his disciple baba did not object and consented to be his chela that is his disciple then both guru and chela decided to return to rahata and live there the guru the teacher never knew his disciples worth but the disciple knew the shortcomings of the guru still he never disrespected him observing carefully his duties He even served the master in various ways. They used to come to Shirdi often on but their mainstay was in Rahata. The loving devotees of Baba and Shirdi did not like that Baba should stay away from them in Rahata. So they went in a deputation to bring Baba back to Shirdi. When they met Baba near the Idgah and told the purpose for which they came, Baba said to them that the fakir was an angry, ill-tempered fellow. he would not leave him and that they should better go back to shirdi without him before the fakir returned while they were thus talking the fakir returned up and was very angry with them for trying to take away his disciple there was some hot discussion and altercation and it was finally decided that both the guru and chela should return to shirdi and so they returned and lived in shirdi but after a few days the guru was tested by devidas and he was found wanting 12 years before baba arrived in shirdi with the marriage party this devidas aged about 10 or 11 years came to shirdi and lived in the maruti temple devidas had fine features and brilliant eyes and he was dispassion incarnate and a dhyani Many people namely Tatya Kote, Kashinath and others 
regarded him as their guru they brought jawaharlal in his presence and in the discussion that followed jawahar was worsted and fled from shirdi he went and stayed in bijapur and returned after many years to shirdi and prostrated himself before sai baba the delusion that he was guru and sai baba is chela was cleared away and as he repented sai baba treated him with respect in this case sai baba showed by his conduct how one should get rid of egoism and do the duties of a disciple to attain the highest end with self realization the story is told here according to the version given by mahasarpati a great devotee of baba in the next chapter ramnavami festival the masjid its former condition and later improvement in it will be described bow to shri sai peace be to all